is the fan. Afternoon in the final hour with the uh, the bees in town. Uh, they um, sounds of hockey, sounds of the Boston Bruins uh, right now. It, it was Boston Bruin for a little bit, uh, but now there are a couple out there. Uh, as Kevin Gorg from Valley Sports North uh, joins the equation, Nordo and yours truly, Paul Allen, in the penalty box at XL Energy Center, courtesy of Brian Heating and Cooling, and uh, Jack. Akin, Akan, Akan, Jack, Akan, Burnsville's best, Akan, uh, is he really Burnsville High School? Great player at Burnsville. Well, he's got to come over here and get your autograph, doesn't he? No, I don't think that's going to happen. Might be the other way around. Um, oh, yeah. Did he win a state title? <laughs> I think they might have gone to state when he was there. It might have been the last of the last of the uh, the glory days for Burnsville. They didn't win a game this year. Yeah. Oh, 24 and three, unfortunately. But I'll be curious to see. So these guys are playing. Who's the goalie? Probably the, the guy that played last night. Last okay. night they played Linus Allmark in Chicago. Linus, you say? Yeah, tonight they're going with their, their big dog, the young kid, Jeremy Swayman. Oh, Swayman. Swayman's good. They outshot him 48-20. I'll be curious to see wow. how many players we actually see on the ice. Second of a back-to-back, I don't yeah. think we're going to see a lot. Well, that's all we're going to see here. Probably. Yeah, and they, um, and, they, and they lost the Anaheimers on a back-to-back, um, like, end of February, March 1st. But before that, these bees, man, they were winning every, the second part of every back-to-back. They had a little patch there because I think they have like seven more points than us. It's it, it, yeah, seventy-nine to seventy-two. So we're kind of in the same fishbowl, just under different rocks, with the exception that we're that we're heading. We're like doing the moonwalk a little, and they're sprinting and really catching stride right now. Yeah, they're hot right now. Ten one and one in their last twelve. They're beating good teams. They're deep. Uh, when we played this team, oh, man, we're going back in the time machine here, back to December. Jan- well, January 6th. Oh, uh, It was? It was Boldy's first game. Yeah. He scored his first goal in that game. It's the night where Kaprizov uh, got hit from behind on the half wall. Frederick. So, at that point, the Wild were ahead of these guys by seven points. So, they've kind of flipped that around on Minnesota. Ooh. It, it, this, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with Wes Walls and Ryan Carter, I'm sure. You have as well. Games 40 through 60. In an 82-game schedule, if you have a lot of success early, can be a challenge. And Carter and Walls both referenced this in separate conversations I had with them. And the Wild had that early success PA. They were in a really good spot where they knew most likely they were going to be in the playoffs. And now they're in this 40-60 through grinder where they have kind of lost their way. I don't think it's time to panic. I do think, though, once we get to 60 and now we finish with those final 22 games to get to 82, they have to be playing better than this right now, entering the playoffs, or then they are in trouble. The uh, the bees, uh, the Bruins, the bees uniforms. I mean, it's hockey immortality, isn't it? it? Is. I yeah. mean, the, the home uniforms, especially when the, when they go with the uh, with the black. Well, name a bad name a bad sweater in hockey that's an original. I don't six. like. Oh yeah, you can't. Yeah, like the Kraken. I was watching some crap like that that teal stripe down the side. It's flaky. I mean, like we're trying a little too hard here with that teal stripe. I think the Coyotes' uniforms are diseased. 
But they did go back to the old school ones. I saw the Oh, they did. They got some green in there now. They they did go back hey. with the green and purple. So I do like that better than you're right. The maroon ones were awful. Why why do you think why do you think so many games are of the '80s variety, where like we're throwing it back to '80s hockey, man. It's with these high-scoring games, and you know, our now our defense, our defense is leaving overall a little something to be desired here. And the PK has been flat disease the last month, so our games are getting up there around seven, eight, nine, ten every game. I'm watching Boudreaux in Calgary last night, and like it, it was four-three, and just like wow, 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 wow. At the end of the second period, it's 4-3, and I know those may be two over machines, especially Calgary. There are so many high-scoring games this year. Why is that? In the last 10 years, the league has been transformed a little bit. It used to be your fourth-line guys were literally just muck-and-grind type of guys. Yeah. And now, let's let's use the Wild as an example tonight. When they hit the ice tonight, they have two first-round draft picks on their fourth line with the new guy, Jost, yeah. and Nick Bukestead. The, the league has become far more centered around speed and skill. That's where the game has evolved to. So when you get into these games, when a third or fourth line is out there, they can beat you. When the Eck line is out there tonight, Boston has to be worried about not only trying to get offense against a line that can shut them down, but defending a team that's or a line that's got some guys that can score. So the league just has way more uh, weaponry on their rosters, and I think you see the game the way they're played. The power plays are better. And, and scoring is up, and I think it's a good, entertaining product for the fans. So do I. I, I really enjoy it, uh, and I'm not even here to get into the, yeah, but Maddox against Don Sutton in a 2-1 spine tingler <laughs> with a combined seven hits. Screw that, man. I mean, let, let's let's circle let's circle the bases and let's score some goals. Now, when uh, Mad Producer, Khan, when Nordo turns his back on the radio show, only one thing can be happening. He's wor- coming or there's something going on in the ring. He's working on Doubt of the Dead. Yeah. Where he started this thing a few weeks ago out of nowhere during used do nizzle, and, and he's touted 16 NBA games. He's won 12 against the spread and lost four. So the tout of the day is 12-4, and four, but he's really, really struggling with tonight for whatever the reason. I mean, when the arms get... Uh, I just want to bet on the Wild. They, they, here's the deal. Yeah. I just want to bet on my favorite team and feel good about this thing. Okay. For the team that jumped out of its skin after the Winter Classic and the run that they went on, and it's cool. I, I, I wanted to see. I know they're on the back-to-back. I was hoping to see Coyle or Howla or yeah. Mikey Riley and see those guys, There's those a lot of your faces. That Bruins coach, I know it's radio. I'm sorry. It looks like Kevin Falness's dad. <laughs> the one high slot. Oh, yeah. Silver Streak? How about I just nailed high slot right there? Give me a little bit. Oh, you're ready. You're ready for You're proud with that half wall. I know you're ready. Yeah, everybody can blow it out there. I was, I was so excited when, and, and earlier in the year, it was having the conversation with Dean Evison, like, hey, you got this game tonight on a Tuesday, then you're chilling till Saturday. Like that that's part of that's got to be a pain in the ass and trying to jump start rhythm game to game. Yeah. They were winning those games. Now he's getting all the <laughs> rhythm and regularity that he could ask for with yeah. the every other night bit. We got a nine game homestand. Yeah. And as bad as things have been, the ability to capitalize on this on the on the eight that remain after an awful one on Sunday, I mean that's so paramount to what's happening and I'm just as I'm watching this, I turn my back because I'm like can we just win this game, please? Yeah. Like, I mean, we'll just game. do it. It's a huge game because this is one of those weeks, back to your original start of the point, Nordo, where they only have two games. They play tonight, then they play Saturday, and that's it. And, yeah, you figured on this nine-game homestand, if you were going to really put things where they needed to be, they had to go 6-3. and three. And now they've got to go 6-2. and two. 
Uh, the voice of Kevin Gorg from uh, Bally Sports North. Nordo's also here. Uh, the the Burnsville Cat, 54, Akon. Mm-hmm. Akon, did you see, there he is. Did you see the reverence in his smile when he looked over here at Burnsville Braves Immortality? Oh, my goodness. What's up, even... guys? <laughs> hey, guys. How's Scotty Bloom these days? A.J. Monsoor still play basketball oh, there? that's great. Is your jersey AJ. in the rafters down there? I know it is not. It should okay. be. <laughs> yeah. If the AD's listening right now, it's an egregious error. <laughs> no, what should happen is they that the the rink where I grew up playing that is Burnsville Ice Center should be Tom Osiki Arena, legendary coach that yeah. that won those two state championships. I was lucky enough to be a part of the first one, but that that needs to happen. So if you're out there in Burnsville and you're listening, let's get this done. The voice of Kevin Gorg, Bally Sports North, and um, also Nine to Noon Productions, and uh, does some work for us at Canterbury Park, and um, really um, happy to have him here with us during this uh, truncated. Uh, Boston Bruins skate. They played last night, and they uh, the Bees beat the Seas. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, the game this evening between the Wild and the Bruins, basically a pick 'em. Uh, it's basically one ten each way, even though we never beat anybody. Uh, we will be back to XL Energy Center, courtesy of Brian Heating and Cooling. The fan. Brian Heating and Cooling, 9 to noon, doing whatever it takes to uh, head into the penultimate segment of today's radio show, watching a couple of scratched Bruins get around the ice. And, Dramatic uh, pauses, sounding better in FM. Ain't no doubt about it. There's, there's, you know, there, are, there are many ways to skin a proverbial cat. Maybe it involves dramatic pauses. Maybe it involves music. Maybe it involves saying facts. Or, <laughs> I know, right? Whatever. Nevertheless, uh, we're going to do whatever it takes to uh, go over there and whoop Joe O'Donnell's ass for being a Philadelphia Eagles fan <laughs> and saying F. Millie back into the uh, 2017 NFC title game. Uh, the um, uh, With uh, the talent of the day, that's coming up very shortly with uh, Mr. Nordquist. Um, outside of hockey for a second, um, Kevin Gorg being a um, lifetime Denver Broncos fan. I mean, can our slash my friend and your GM, George Payton, do anything more to fortify your dreams into the 2022? He trades for Russ, and uh, he gets Randy Gregory to flip on the Dallas Cowboys and be a game-changer in the Mile High City, Davey. You know, the, the Broncos have a long way to go, and I got a bunch of text messages the day it happened. What do you think? And Russell Wilson's awesome, right? He's He's football mortality. He's a great personality, but he's still the third best quarterback in that division, and that's a problem. Yeah. Mahomes and Herbert are better. I, I would I would take Wilson over Herbert mm. next year. Mm-mm. Next year I would. 
Really? No way. Okay, well, when just a stud, man. I, I am so sick of hearing people watch Justin Herbert love on three highlights on NFL I Network. watch every game, dude. He's my fantasy guy. All right. Uh, and I know he's not as evolved at reading the defense. He's not. The, I get But it. Russell is. No, that matters. Russell's good. No, this matters. Is right. Herbert's, Herbert's the bomb. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, people think about what he did for their fantasy team, and they see three highlights on NFL Network. And all he's Joe Montana reincarnate. They he's love him. Super talented. I get it. Anybody happen to watch the freaking numbers Zimmer put on him last year when he went for one ninety five and a yards per attempt at five and a half? That's fair. That happens. I think he can be had, and he can be had now. And you better get him now mm. uh, because eventually he. But no, he. And let's put it this way: Who would you rather have though? Right now for this season, Russell Wilson than Justin Hurt this season. Let's not forget how good Russell is at diagnosing a defense, weaving his way out of the pocket. Herbert is run guy, but it's still kind of herky-jerky. He's young. He's just a baby. Let's let him grow before we think he's top five quarterback in the NFL. Russ is the bomb, and he's your quarterback. And he's got weapons. And I am a huge fan of their receiving core. I'm a huge fan of the Williams cat in the backfield. That kid is an untapped reason. Oh, my God, he's going to be so good. But he's got Judy. He's got Cortland Sutton. He's got a good core of receivers that I think he'll mesh well with. So the Broncos are going to take a step up. But Tim Patrick, though. Look at the Chargers. Look what they're doing. Yeah, I know. That's true. I mean, they're going out there. They're spending all this yeah. money. And the Chiefs are still the favorite, and, and rightfully so. So it's yeah. hard to get. That J.C. Jackson down, pickup man. is pretty sweet. Those, those, He's been so good for Those Belichick. Chiefs might be toasted, though. Those, those Chiefs might be cooked. I mean, it, it's when I say cooked, I mean, it's like you can't pencil them in as a favor from the AFC to get to the Super Bowl, not with what happened to them against Cincinnati in that fourth quarter. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I, I understand you're being low-key with this, and I ain't going to say Denver's getting to the Super Bowl. But if you're I just want to see a playoff game. If you're a Denver Broncos fan and you got season tickets, and now you got Russell Wilson. Hell yeah! Let's go! Uh, Let's sure, go! Sure beats Drew Locke. Are you kidding? Oh, he me? was bad. Oh, was I mean, he that bad? whole thing was disease. <laughs> it was an interception waiting to happen. What um, with uh, NCAA tournament pools? What are you doing? Like brackets and all that. I'm gonna have to tap on some of my uh, my good friends and relatives that actually watch college basketball because I've seen none of it. Right. Like, I I have seen so little other than the Michigan kerfuffle at Wisconsin. A couple of Gopher games cheering for Mouse's favorite team. I just haven't seen enough. I did watch the the final game for Coach K at Duke. That was a really cool game to watch in mm-hmm. North Carolina. Just as a double digit, yeah, as a double digit dog, they put it on them. But I, I have no idea. I don't know who to take. I'd love some advice. Uh, well, you're, you're not going to get it from me unless somebody gives it to me uh, because I don't watch much college basketball either. I did watch a fair amount of Big Ten the final month, um, but uh, a friend of mine who worked for Veasan, mm. uh, a non on air guy one of their producers who does this professionally. Uh, he touted me so hard on the Auburn Tigers yesterday, the two seeds starting off with Jacksonville State, and then as part of the bracket bit, like like Canes over USC at 10-7, that wouldn't be crazy. But even if USC wins, you know, it ain't Harold, Baby Jordan, Minor, and DeMar DeRozan and the USC Trojans. So Auburn win, then win. But see, then you get uh, then after that you're going to get like Scani or Iowa State or LSU win. So now you get to the Elite Eight. That's where you got to deal with Kansas. They're good. And basically, it was put to me: if Auburn beats Kansas, they will win the national championship. 
So you got to start looking at the odds and everything. I'm a spot like, up guy. Get to I don't the do elite brackets, eight. But if you give me Auburn and they're like twelve to one, yeah. Now, no, know. no chance. I mean, they're, they're a two seed. Well, maybe, maybe twelve to one. Yeah, twelve to one seems about right. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, with all those in teams. a year where there's no real like yeah. top heavy clear favorites. Ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt. Uh, but uh, from what I've seen, and this this would be all of one and a half game games of the Kansas Jayhawks. I watched them against TCU. They they look like an NBA team. I mean, they look so good against TCU, and I didn't realize that they were that good. Funny, Kentucky was like a non-factor early in the season when you look back at the game logs and where they were ranked and everything. Well, Kentucky heads into the tournament as a two-seed. They got real hot at the end of the season. They got like four guys heading to the NBA. So funny, Kentucky's good. Uh, Gonzaga is a one-seed. I watched them get beat by St. Mary's. Uh, they got um, they 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 have a local kid uh, like last name Holmstrom or Holmstrom or something like that. Yeah, Chet uh, Chet. Chet Holmgren. Yeah, Holmgren. Thank you, um, big guy, and he's really good too. But ain't nobody talking about Gonzaga that much like they usually do. And that's weird too. Holmgren's being mentioned as like the top overall pick, and he's Whoa. super talented. Yeah. But he looks like he's built like a coat rack. Mm-hmm. I mean, about- he is just super thin. Like I don't know how that's really? going to hold up when he starts going rough and tumble. In the NBA, but yeah, Gonzaga's got the talent. Yeah, uh, but I I've heard and been reading that you look at Arizona has been probably the most consistent of the top dogs all year. Very talented. But Kansas, your Jayhawks, I I've read that they may have the easiest draw. So in terms of looking at yeah. them getting out of that bracket, yeah, uh, K uh, KU and uh, and and Arizona almost as shoe in as you can get, of course, yeah. in the in this tournament. That's, what about Purdue? That's the bit is. A pairing, if you can find it, Kansas and Auburn in the Elite Eight. Now, it's a one and a two, but you still, it ain't going to be even money. You right. know what I'm saying? I mean, that could be a plus two and a half, a plus three, something like that, you know? Uh, Purdue. They're a three seed. I, the bracket looks fairly soft. Kentucky's yeah. not Kentucky. The one seed is Baylor. I don't know a lot about them. They've been good the last but couple of Kentucky years. Kentucky might Watch be Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. is playing like Kentucky right yeah. now. Uh-oh. And it's yeah. a bunch of NBA guys like Tyrese. Like they have, they have, they have guys like when they have Jamal Mashburn or they have Anthony Davis or Carl Anthony Towns or Devin Booker, or Eric Bledsoe. People had heard of them, but then like Tyrese Maxey plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, hardcore college basketball people knew who he was. On the outside, Tyrese Maxey. Nobody cares. And he was on, they got like three of those that aren't super ballyhooed, but they've gotten really good at the right time. So just keep that in mind with the old Wildcats. Which Big Ten team do you guys think can make a run to the Final Four? Because I always like to follow it. I like in- Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, to, oh, to the Final Four? No, yet. Because no, Purdue's probably. What about the Illinois? Answer. Yeah, do they have a couple big guys that can do some damage I against? Don't know. Yeah, what is teams? it, Kofi? Yes, Coburn. Yeah, it's Coburn. It looks like Coburn, but it's Coburn. Right, they destroyed Ouch. the Gophers on the yeah. on the glass. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, I know. Cool. Minnesota. Um, I mean, with all due respect, <laughs> I, and I love Ben Johnson, and I want to see Ben Johnson do well, Me but I mean, too. it's going to take a little bit of a process up in here. Right. The uh, Mick Tockett could not be touting Virginia Tech any harder. The, he, he touts. The Virginia Tech so hard. I gotta be honest with you, man. Come on. When when Tockett, when Micheletti, when Mick Tockett has touted me on college basketball, I think he's won like six in a row over the last. Oh, three he follows years. it. I'm I'm aware of that. Bro, he gave me a Maryland Baltimore County tout three weeks ago. They were favored by two. They won by eight, and it was never close. 
I'm wow. like, kick market. Look at you go, boy. Oh, he okay, was consoling Hokies. me via text last night in that Indiana game. Indiana could not make a shot to save their Ooh, life. And they he lose? Uh, no, they, they won yeah. and handled business on the number. But, yeah. I mean, my goodness, Mick Tockett, let's just let's copy his brackets. Right. He's unbelievable. He's a savant. Yeah, he's a, he's a college basketball savant. It's it's like we should call him Mickey Vital. <laughs> Pat Mickey Vital. Awesome baby with a capital He's A. Awesome baby Vatek though. Um Tout of the day, what do you got? What uh, what you going to do with that 12 and 4? No, this this is tough. Um Okay, so here's where we're going. Because yeah. the, the matchups tonight, I'm not really a big fan of all the games. NBA? Save, yeah, save for the one at yeah. Target Center. Yeah, I mean, you, you can pass if you want. Uh, but no, we don't pass. We just we play. We play and we try to find a route. <laughs> Amen. Uh, here's what I will say, Welcome though. to our world. Uh, on the local team, Wolves nine and a half Here we go. favorites as it sits right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers, two and eight in their last ten against the spread. And they've only covered as road dogs twice since December. Ooh. And so Ooh. Wolves 8-0-1 as home favorites. Uh, they pushed with Charlotte a couple of weeks ago. Wow. So in their last nine, they're, they're, sma- nice run. they're smashing teams. They went through that stretch with Portland and OKC, yeah. uh, where they were thirteen and fifteen point favorites. And you just you pushed. I mean, it could have been twenty point favorites, and they Didn't were matter. just smashing them. And uh, with what I've seen out of LeBron and company. Jaden McDaniel's injury kind of worries me a little bit, but that minus nine and a half, I'll be taking a bite out of that this evening. Yeah. Uh, and this one, this is not sexy. Oh, we're touting two. Uh, Ernie this... Banks, let's play two. He's feeling good about himself. Well, come High on. five for everybody. The Wolves minus nine and a half. They've covered like six or, uh, six or seven straight uh, yeah. or six or seven out of their last eight. That's not that's not as difficult. That's that's very chalky, I think, in some ways. Oh, really? Given nine points is chalky? How about this? It's hard. Utah... One of their last Utah. seven overs. Ooh. Chicago, two of their last 12 mm. overs. Ooh. The unders are playing with the Jazz and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Chicago's lost six of their last eight. Yeah. Uh, they just looked hideous. Cannot score to save their lives. Lost mm. in Sacramento. Yeah. And, uh, and I believe they're five-and-a-half-point dogs tonight. So you could look at the Jazz at mm-hmm. home, mostly healthy. I think Conley's playing and everybody. Yeah. And you could just look at that spread. I'm looking at the under 225 for two teams that just dribble the bleep out of that ball. I like that. It's going to be DeRozan slowing everything down for a Bulls team that needs this victory as they look at Phoenix in two days. Speaking of Uh, spreads. Under 225, Jazz and Bulls. That is the tout of the day, Mr. Gorgie and Mr. Allen. What's going on, Kyle? Hey, good to be down here. How are you guys doing? Good. Executive Chef, XL Energy Center. Who's your your cohort today? This is Chef Marlene. She's in town helping us. we got a crazy month. She's from uh, University of Madison. Uh, Okay. Oh, Badger, Badger, Badger. Gone with that. Those Badgers. There'll be cheese for sure. uh, What, um, uh, before we put on Twitter, so we uh, properly describe it. Uh, what, do we have pastrami sandwiches? We've got Rubens, Rubens garnished with edible shamrocks. Oh, you got edibles? Because uh, <laughs> oh, did you we fly got, or uh, drive from Colorado? <laughs> They're local. Uh, <laughs> excellent. No, uh, way to go, Governor. You know, happy St. Patrick's Day stuff. We're serving them up on club level at Section C23 tonight. Look mm. delicious. Sweet. Yeah, that uh, boy, the meat is just thick and juicy and beautiful. Yeah, we made it in-house, so we're going to, like, hand-carve whole yeah. corned beef briskets. It's going to be awesome. So we got Gorgie here. Some special food today, right? Absolutely. This special awesome. guy, special food. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank Good you. to see you guys. Kyle. 
See Marlene. Thanks, uh, man. Executive chef here at uh, XL Energy Center has uh, delivered the goods, as we say, in the business. So you know what you can do, Gorg, is you can get to KFAN.com. you got to fill out the bracket. Yeah. Got to so do the bracket. Now's the perfect time. Oh, yeah. Steam now. Com. Just I've got steam. Just use the Ken Palm ratings and find your way to the finish line. <laughs> I've got the Hokies. Yeah. All right. We've we got, got steam. That. we got steam. So now we've got a, a dark horse. I love underdogs. PA gave us our sneaky little two seed. Auburn. Got to play Auburn. I mean, a two seed ain't sneaky. I'm just saying a guy who bets college basketball professionally touted me on Auburn as being the team to beat in the NCAA tournament. Is that Bruce Pearl's operation down there? Yeah. Don't well, they've, you, they've had a couple what, of nice years. What do I look like, John Wooden? <laughs> Don't you have to put Duke no in the Final Four with I ain't being, Duke in the Final it's Four? It's his final year. That's it's more skeletal emotional. remains of their head coach. That's more Come emotional on. than functional. Yeah. It's his last year. Yeah, so I, can't, I can, can't name a player on their team. What do we do you? with the Zags? Um, we try to beat them. Yep. Nordo's trying to beat them with Georgia State. Right out of the gate. Why not? 18 Come on. Why not? Tell How many the they get? 25? Georgia State, though. Yeah, I don't know. This It'll be a lot. It's ain't a Baltimore County type of year, I don't think. So so just to recap, tout o the day goes Wolves. Um, I see nine. So Wolves minus nine. Against the Lakers. And, Against the Lakers and, at Target Center. And How LeBron cool this, and Russell though? Westbrook but, are playing. But think about this. I mean. We were just talking, waiting for, for Dean to come into the, the presser over there. Mm-hmm. Think where this Wolves team has come. That we're talking about a game that matters with playoff implications, and they're nearly a double-digit favorite against the Lakers and LeBron. Yeah, How far this team has come with Finch. Unbelievable. Well, and Finch should be coach of the year. No question. It um, and, and it's going to be, this is a big opportunity for the Wolves tonight because my intel is they have a very big crowd coming. The Lakers draw. And you got LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, and it's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. Cat's coming off a 60, which was on the road, so they're going to go nuts for him. And the last time they had a situation like this was a Friday night. They had the Philadelphia 76ers in town. You got Quasey, the new GM, the new head coach. Right, (laughs) Kevin O'Connell and everything. We got beat by 30. So it's like everybody was, boo! They came there for for the party, and... uh, and um, there was no party. We just got killed. So it's going to be one of those situations tonight where it's going to be an atmosphere that as the Wolves go and as the NBA goes, it's going to be cool. Very, very cool, raucous atmosphere tonight. you got to come through. The the over-under on Carl Anthony Towns points is 27.5. And, and that number is inflated by two points because he's coming off a 60-piece. Yep. So the 702 is going to lay it out like, here, kitty, kitty, you just saw the 60, you're a lemming, you're going to bet the over again, so we're going to bump the thing. I, I would tag the over again. They, they don't have anybody to guard Carl Anthony Towns. Correct. Now, the, the problem is, is we may whoop that ass by the end of the third quarter so out. diligently and, and so powerfully that they may pull him a little bit. You know, and his minutes be like 26, 7, 8, 9. If, if his minutes are in the 20s, you're probably going to get beat. But if he plays 32 minutes or more, I would mash. Free money. Over, well, it's over 20. It's 27 and a half for the points. Well, the key is 42 that... and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Ooh. See, I might wow, tag both those, that's... man. I got to go All see nice the my car. Right the Lakers hang around for three quarters. If yeah. they hang around for three quarters, you're going to cash. Right. The, uh, the fact that he only played, I think, 36 minutes the other night, too, is a big deal. Because yeah. they're, they're that's not. That's a lot, though. It, it, well, I mean, but but he's in the 30s for the most part. Yeah, all and, the time. And that wasn't the most taxing performance because right. you watch how that game played out. Right. It wasn't just backing up to the basket, turning around and making it play. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 
tons of space around him, free runs at the basket. Of course, he was hitting the threes in the third. Yeah. Uh, unless it is a mashing blowout. Yeah. I, I would, man, 27. He's got to go over tonight, I think. You see, um, uh, you see Canterbury HOF, Mac Robertson, got a uh, maiden home at 40 something to one in the last at Oakland. How are we not on that? I cringed when I saw it. It was during the Miko. Ceremony, and I got a text from one of our cohorts, and I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Mm. Because we're we're Canterbury raised and trained, oh. and if you see Mac Robertson with a first timer at Oakland, you're gonna you can throw twenty on that provincial without, wagering without even thinking about it. Yeah, and twenty gets you what nine hundred nine nine and change. Oh, I know what a missed man. opportunity. <laughs> I yeah. can't wait for horse racing. I, I, I'm so excited. Me too. Uh, it's been a long winter, right? A lot of below zero, a lot of snow. Yeah. We're finally getting to the end of the end. The Derby's within sight. Yeah. Canterbury opens two weeks after that for the Preakness. I'm so excited. You got a, a Derby lean at this stage? I do. A uh, horse named Smile Happy. I don't think Jeez. he's going to break the bank. He's probably 8, 10, 12, 14 to 1 right now in the futures. He's Ken McPeak trained. Mm. He's won at Churchill Downs. Ken he's McPeak, you say? I really like this horse a lot. I'm going to get in on some futures on Smile Happy. Um, where's he been running? Well, he ran at Churchill last year, and his okay. most recent race was in Florida, and he ran a good second yeah. against Lone Speed. So he's set up to have some success. And I think McPeak's the kind of guy that, that uh, you'd love to see him win a derby. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a Kentucky guy. He, um, he's got a special horse here, and I think this horse is, right now, in, in my eyes, the leading contender to win uh, the Blanket of Roses. Uh, my brother, thank you for helping. Always fun Appreciate to see you guys. <laughs> Looking forward to uh, more extensive work uh, from you and with you at Canterbury this spring and summer. Me too. This Telestrator and the new studio we have upstairs uh, where, you know, we can, it's it's just like like watching a sporting event on TV where you stop, you stop the play, but you stop the race. Got some trouble here, do some circles, some arrows and everything. Oh. And uh, we, uh, we really, really have some cool... TV and production-related plans uh, for this spring and summer, man. I'm glad you're part of it. I can't wait. Kevin Gorg, Bally Sports North, 9 to noon, puts a wrap on the show around the corner from XL Energy Center, courtesy of Brian. Heating and cooling. The fan. I can't wait. I can't wait until tomorrow. Because tomorrow might very well be true. Chad Abbott, Paul Allen here from the X. How are you? I'm good. How are you all? Uh, doing quite well. How are you? Uh, your program director, your executive director, uh, executive producer of the vast and ever-expanding Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Sounds of hockey. Zamboni. Hey. Um, what did you think of the show today, ma'am? I mean, the music selections and the break times and... You know, the box in the box, one of your favorite moments of the week. What'd you think? No, I thought it had very good sound. I thought it was uh, young, hip, with it, and wow. <laughs> we attracted uh, audiences from all demographics. Um, we could work on some break times. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> but the music selection has never been better. Well, never I been better. so myself. Playing hits from the 60s and 70s. That was like a Weezer brilliant. and Lenny Kravitz was right in my wheelhouse. I don't know why we're not we're not playing Tool every every. I uh, did play it twice. You return, yeah. <laughs> I and did. You look, think I did? Look at look at the meter. I, I mean, seriously, we'll an all-time back. march high. You're welcome. In the history of AM eleven thirty and FM one hundred point three KFA. So thank you very much. You are welcome. Appreciate you. Um, thanks for padding with us too. C H A D A B B and an O with a double T. As um, I was speaking at uh, NFL free agency because um, a. Uh, your boy's phone is uh, diseased right now. But, B, um, you you got some kind of free agency tracker in front of you? 
Yeah, I can grab one in about 20 seconds Yeah, man, my, 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 my phone's just tripping. Uh, the Falcons are meeting with uh, Deshaun Watson today to talk trade. Did I see... I saw that the Browns may have been linked some way or another. I don't know yeah. if conversations had taken place. No, they or... met yesterday. Oh, that, okay, yeah. that's right. I w- did see that. Watson and the calm. But How about the calm? How about Kevin Calm and that organization? Yeah, we're going to sit down and meet with Deshaun Watson while Baker Mayfield is under contract and our quarterback. Yeah. You talk about, you know... Ah, we can't do that. It might might hurt somebody's feelings, and we got to worry about him at training camp. And you know, screw all that, man. Yeah, they want to. Uh, it's pretty have clear. Have people ever gotten their feelings hurt easier than nowadays? Than, than 20, oh. 2020 to where we are right now. No, we oh. we've become very emotionally fragile in a lot of different ways, yeah. and uh, we all just uh, need to take a breath. But, but Mayfield needs to move on, I think. Who who'd the Jag sign for thirty million? Darius Williams, oh, that cornerback. Oh, for the Rams, yeah. But so, here's but here's the bet. Um, we can't afford Artie Burns right now. Yeah, but you know what? Um, we got to find some money, and we have to we have to get into the all twenty two post haste, uh, because Quasey ain't messing around here. All right, I mean Quasey's like we need some D linemen. And we need some linebackers for Eddie D's old three four bit. Yeah. So so they got Harrison Phillips, absolute pilfering from Buffalo. And uh they got Jordan Hicks. Nordo thinks that's pilfering of Arizona. He's probably gonna be right. <laughs> but we still need D linemen and linebackers if you're yeah. even gonna run this three four concoction twenty percent of the game. So if I were to say who is one of my favorite under the radar, underrated defensive lineman. Carl Nassib. Over the la- no, please. Over the last five years, over the last five or six years, plays in the NFC. So it's not Shelby Harris. Right. Um, plays in the NFC. We won a Thursday night game against them a couple of years ago, but this guy annihilated us. Oh. Washington. Commanders, not one of the Alabama. Matt Ioannidis. I think he just got released. Okay, Whoa. so if Matt Ioannidis got released and he's not coming off like a significant injury where he either can't feel one of his feet, he's having a bad back because he's had to be in that chair for three hours, or he had, like, limbs cut off, if Matt Ioannidis vets out 85% good, can we please find some money and get him in our mix? I mean, he's 3-4, he's 4-3. He's a 3-4 defensive end who is an absolute badass, and if I looked at something the wrong way and he didn't get cut or he's not available, then I apologize. Uh, as of 42 minutes ago, Rap Sheet tweeted, hmm. hashtag commanders, which is still a pain in the ass even to just look at. The commanders. Uh, Matthew Ioannidis is being released. They had shopped him, now set for a release. Okay. I'm also seeing that it saves Washington $6.8 million against the cap. Oh, great. He costs uh, too much. But Matt Ioannidis, it appears, is uh, an option, and he's available, and he's out there. Now, I don't know. Quasey, what's up? Let's go, Matt Ioannidis, though. He's not a big sack numbers guy, but he's a disruptor. Thank you. And he was a pain in the ass against our team. So And against every team. Now, he also, you know, he was on a 4-3 line um, some. Like, they had Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen and Matt Ioannidis. Is Chase Young in the mix? Uh, they got Chase, they had Chase Young. So that's, he was maybe hurt. But that's something. when they went 4-3. Yeah. And Ioannidis was part of it. Uh, skeletal remains of Ryan Kerrigan trying to run on the outside as a linebacker. Ooh. 
but Ioannidis can be a 3-4 defensive end. That's interesting. And it's going to be great. We'll sign Matt Ioannidis. We'll have to overpay a little bit. And then we'll watch a few games and be like, what happened? And then everybody will be saying, well, I mean, if you're on a line with Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Chase Young, you're supposed to be good. And wasn't he with, uh, maybe he was with the younger Preston Smith? Uh, yes, he when was. When they were uh, a 3-4? Hey, hey. When, you, when you execute your toil... With Harrison Phillips and DJ Wanham, you better get out there and get 11 sacks. <laughs> I mean, you better just jump out of your skin. Matt Ioannidis, yes, there's one that I love and I want. I want Matt Ioannidis, I want Akeem Hicks, and I want Charles Harris, an edge guy for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I think you just re-up for like another couple of years. Are or you something. kidding me? Yeah, I think you got a deal. I mean, they got him on a steal last year, man, like, one, like a million in small change. His value, according to your spot rack bit, was like $8 million a year on average. Yeah. So before we moved for Hicks, and we were doing the free agency bit yesterday, that's who I was going to be like, hey, can we give like whatever we have left to Charles Harris? But then they gave Hicks like five a year, something like that, total average. Charles Harris really re-up with somebody? Yeah, two-year deal. He's, he's staying in Detroit. Go ahead, two years, $14 bucks. Go ahead and keep looking at it like same old Lions. Go ahead. Keep doing that. I'm telling you right now. They're There's doing, a pulse. Bro, they're doing good work there. They are doing good work there. Hmm. And they got, they got picks 2, 32, 34. So, I mean, unless you completely mess that thing up, that's going to be three. Like, they're probably going to get your bit from Michigan. Aiden Hutchinson or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think he's more – he's probably Jacksonville. Well, we'll see. I mean, Jacksonville, they they need offensive line help. Yeah, they do. I mean, what's the – They need everything. Well, what's the number one asset on their team? Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Okay. They're taking O-line. If they don't, I'll be shocked. So that's why I, like, go down the road with, with Cuz Buzz and that sledgehammer. Well, so they tagged Cam Robinson, and they just picked up Sheriff. So they, they have done oh, some point. work on that O-line. They tagged Cam Robinson? I think so, yeah. What the hell are we doing down I there, I think it was Shotgun? his second consecutive tag, Jeez. too, so he's making, like, $19 million. Wow, yeah. young Cameron got good, I guess. Uh, but, um, okay, so then there goes Hutchinson. Cool. Then now you got Taylor Decker, Panay Sewell, they take that Alabama guy and put him at guard with oh, Ragnow in the middle. Go ahead and keep doubting those kiddies. Okay. I'm telling you, if A-Rodge had left the division, they had a chance to win that division. Um, but now maybe it will be same old kiddies, you know? <laughs> hey, uh, good job today. Appreciate you, bud. Cheers. Uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al-Maktoum, erstwhile C-H-A, a D-A-B-B, and an O with a double T. Thank you very much. Uh, baby Ryan Donaldson, thank you for the uh, help in truncated fashion. Most importantly, thanks to everybody for listening. I'm Paul Allen from The X, courtesy of Brian Heating and Cooling, doing whatever it takes to get a wild victory tonight, 630 KFAN. Wild. Podcast today's Paul Allen Show. Or listen back to previous show and interviews by going to the iHeartRadio app or KFAN.